Wow, there's so many faces. Some faces I know and so many faces I don't know. <laughs> so if I don't know your face, you probably don't know me. I'm Jules. I'm part of the team here and I'm just really honored to, to get to share and encourage us today. You know, if you've been alive for the last two, three years or a little while, I'm sure you know that we are living in interesting times. Would you agree? Interesting times, hey? And um, actually, I would say it's life-altering times. You know, and, and even if that is not the first time in history that, you know, things happen and, and life is altered in some way, Because I'm sure our parents, our grandparents, and maybe some of you, you've lived through seasons like we are experiencing right now, where things are, you know, things seem to be altered in your life. You know, and, and that's okay. It's not the first time. But these times get us thinking, right? These times get us thinking as individuals, as, as maybe, a, um, you know, society in, in a whole, and us as a church as well. And I've heard people talk about, you know, the two or three things that they are most afraid of when it comes to the end of their life. Okay, not to bring it down here, but we're gonna, we're gonna get up again, okay? <laughs> but, you know, like things like public speaking or just the fear of death in general. And, and, I, and, and I was thinking about it and I'm really one thing that I would fear, or probably one of them up there, is that my life would have no effect or no impact on this world. I don't know about you, but this is one of the, the things I would just hate coming to the end of my life and looking back and knowing, like, I didn't really have an impact on, on, on this world, right? And not so that, you know, not so that I get a, you know, statue, statue built or something or create a name for myself, you know, or someone would know my name or anything, but simply that what we do week in and week out as individuals, but also as a church, would actually mean something, would, would, would have an impact in our world, would have an impact on people's well-being, on the well-being of a society that we are part of. And that is reward in itself enough, right? So the opportunity I believe that we have in this season right now, in this time of history, is to become a community that has a significant impact. You know, we started the year um, with this theme of a year of significant progress that Pastor Mark shared with us. And I believe we can actually have this year if we dare to believe that we could be a community, a church community that has a significant impact on our world. Yeah, are you up for that? Awesome. In the back? Yeah, great, awesome. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, in the beginning of this year, my, my last grandparent uh, passed away. My grandmother, Charlotte, I love her. And you know, like, I, I was, I just couldn't really, it really hit me hard, I don't know, more than, more than anything else. Um, and I was wondering, why is that? It's not because she was super healthy, even though she was healthy, but she was in a old people's home for a while. And, you know, sometimes I even thought, oh, I think it's going to be better if she's, you know, She's going to move on soon because dementia and whatever. But it wasn't about that. It was actually because the impact she had on my life, right? Realizing how much she's influenced my life, how much she's, you know, impressed on me as a person, my faith and my, who I am today. And I think that's, I realized that's why it was so hard for me. I mean, 
you know, I, I'm super grateful she turned, she got to 100, to 100 years old, okay? So that's not a bad, bad thing. And I'm just, I'm, I know her genes are in me. <laughs> you want to hear a secret? I'm almost turned, I'm close to the 40 and I've only now recently found my first gray hair. So I think I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> her genes are in my life, I know it. <laughs> so what got me thinking about this topic of impact, having an impact, right? Um, we talk a lot about being a church that is about the generation, that is, you know, here for the generations. And what does that really mean to us? Like, what does it mean being here for the generations? For our children, your children, your children's children. Does it mean that, you know, one day we're going to hand over a building to the next generation, which would be awesome, okay? Like, that <laughs> would be awesome. But is it really, you said really all it is about? Or is it about, you know, a name that maybe, you know, is recognized, which is good, can help or not? But is it, what is it about the impact that we want to have on the generations? And that just got me thinking, you know? So let's look quickly on the word impact. It's pretty basic, pretty common, right? Um, another word is influence or effect. But it can also mean, in, in, not in an object way, yeah, not the impact of an object to another. It can mean the forge exerted by a new idea, a concept, technology or ideology, okay? Or the striking of one thing against another, collision. Okay, so we all know this about objects, like in a car accident, you, you know, you have an impact on <laughs> two people or two cars have an impact on each other and there is damage. But it can also mean like, like an idea, a new idea or an ideology or a concept or, you know, faith <laughs> actually impacting your life, actually making a dent into who you are right now. So it's quite powerful, okay? It's not just this little, little word. It's not just like stroking, you know, you, you, you meet someone on the street and you're just slightly stroking past each other, yeah? This is, you know, it's about, okay, there's a change. There's something that remains. And I believe we are living in these times right now where reality is altered, but a lot in a negative way. And I'm wondering as Christians, as Christians, as a church, what do we want reality to be altered by us, through us, through faith, through us as a community. And I believe that we actually can have a significant impact for the better, for the good, through this community, through you and me, okay? So I just want to share three simple points and actually some questions around this topic. Because I believe it's important to ask questions, you know? Like, we don't want to sit here and listen to a TED talk, okay? First of all, I'm not like, not that good, but you know, as well, like, it's not what we're doing here right now. We're the church. So I want to encourage us not to just let time pass by and maybe have an opinion or have a, you know, oh yeah, that was nice. But actually ask yourself the questions that I'm asking you in your week. Take something. We're not going to the shop and coming back with empty handed. Okay, we're going to the shop, looking at the things, taking the package down. We know what we needed. We got it in our trolley we're paying for it and we're going home and we're using it we're eating it that's what we're doing right now okay okay so point number one simple question who is impacting you i'm sure 
everyone in this room would have like a name or a person from your past, probably from your childhood or your teenage years that you know that had an influence, that had an impact on your life. I'm sure everyone could name one person at least. Some might be able to name some uh, teachers. I do not remember any teacher's names, okay? Just one, because I really liked the name. Like, it was such a melodic name, Frau Pugarell. Isn't that beautiful? And she wasn't even a good teacher, so I don't know. <laughs> But I'm sure everyone could name one person that really influenced you, impacted you. And that's great. It's great because it actually made you who you are today. But what about right now? Because I think sometimes we grow up, we get a little bit more confident, we, you know, make our own way, we get independent, we, yeah, okay, I've got this life down, it's not perfect, but I know what to do. Um, and I don't really need anyone, right? But you know what? People and things are influencing us and impacting us the whole time. And I think it's important that we actually look at it and think, is this an impact and influence that I want in my life? Or is it just happening because it's happening to me because I'm in, you know, just doing life. Like, you know, like a rock and water. It just washes it over it, washes over it for weeks, months, years, decades. And you know, the rock will have a change, changed shape. It will have had an impact, right? So what is it that is just washing over your life day in, day out? You maybe, you know, realize it a little bit. But can you pinpoint and say, hey, this is actually an impact I want to have or this is one I don't want to have? I think it's good to ask ourselves. It could be even emotions that are impacting us. What emotions are impacting you right now that are leaving a, a, a dent in your life? Maybe it's time to deal with them. And who are the people that you want actually to be impacted by? But my biggest question actually is, Is Jesus still impacting you? Is Jesus and his word still impacting you? Especially if you've been, you know, in a relationship with Jesus for a little bit, a little while. It's good to ask ourselves this question. Is he actually still able to impact me? You know, to change something in me, to be able to speak into my life. I love what Connie said last week, actually, in her message. And she was saying, she was talking about, is Jesus just a picture on your wall in your apartment? Or is he a person in the room that talks to you, that actually lives with you, that can challenge you, that can actually comfort you? Yeah, so, you know, maybe I keep asking yourself that question. Where is he a picture that you just look at, but it's not talking back? And where does he actually need to be a person in the room? Yeah, is he still able to impact you? And we all go through different phases in our relationship with Jesus, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I just want to highlight three times in Jesus' life where he had an impact on society, on the people around him. And I believe it's still the same, can still be the same with us today. Yeah? Jesus, the baby king. Yeah, we all hopefully, or maybe we don't, but we know the story of Jesus being born in a manger in Bethlehem. I just want to read um, three parts of a scripture, Matthew 2. And let's listen to it with this, this thing of where did he impact actually. Um, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. That was verse 3 and now we're going to verse 9. You can read all this passage at home, okay? After they had heard the king, so after the Magi heard the king, they went on their way and they, the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. How beautiful. And you know, Jesus, the baby King Jesus, he impacted this story. He impacted society. He impacted these people. He brought wonder to them. They were amazed. Wonder. They worshipped him. They adored him. They bowed down before him. They brought gifts and, you know, and he actually became their king because they actually followed the instructions of the angel. They f his kingship and fellowship to their lives and I believe to our lives. Is Jesus still impacting you in this way? That he's bringing wonder to your life. He's bringing worship to your life. He's bringing adoration to your life, kingship and fellowship to your life, to my life. I think it's important questions to ask, hey? Jesus, second time in his life, Jesus shaking up the status quo. You know, the story in the temple where he, um, you know, comes to the temple and he basically says, you know, get rid of all the things that are being sold. Like my temple, my house is not a house, um, it's not, it's a, called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. Okay. Jesus like a bit rowdy, <laughs> a bit like, come on. So in this, he's, he's challenging the status quo of the time of the religious, you know, setting. And I wonder, can he do that in your life and my life? Can he challenge your status quo? Can he actually say, hey, I'm going to bring order into your chaos. I'm going to bring, I'm going to address what is wrong in, and make it right. He's not doing that to hurt us. He's doing it to restore us, to heal us, to actually help us, to, to bring us back. Is it Jesus that's changing the status quo? Is he impacting our lives today? And number three, the Jesus on the way to Emmaus. You know, he was unrecognizable to the disciples. So after he rose again from the dead, the disciples or two of them were uh, walking down the street, going somewhere. And Jesus appears and comes next to them. But they're actually unable to recognize that this is Jesus. So they talk and they walk and he's explaining all these things about, you know, about the past and all the prophets and he's explaining to him what they mean and they are amazed, but they cannot recognize him. And then it goes on that they actually sit together, they take him, you know, they share bread, they, they eat together, spend time together and they still can't realize that this is Jesus. But then he opens their eyes and they see him. And they want him to stay, obviously. And then he ascends or he actually appears somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm just, I was just amazed. Like Jesus, he was unrecognizable. But he promised the Holy Spirit before he left. And I wonder in our lives, he's working in our lives, in your life, even when we don't see him. 
even when we don't recognize that it is Him. That's how much of an impact that He can have in your life and my life if we let Him. Amen? And He gives us the Holy Spirit. So really simple. God wants to still impact your life every day, every moment, and have a relationship with you. He's the most, or He should be the most important impact and influence in our lives because it changes our eternal destination, amen, and our reality here in this world. Jesus is reality-altering if we let Him, okay? So I just want to encourage you to maybe ask yourself these questions, not to condemn you, but to actually help you to keep you growing in this relationship. All right, point number two. Significant impact is for everyone and to everyone. For everyone, everyone can have impact. I believe you can have an impact. And sometimes we think, oh, that is only for those that, you know, have a lot of money, that have a lot of status, that are, you know, there's really big shots people. They're going to have a big impact. I believe you and me, we can have big impact. The church can have a big impact because I see it all over the Bible. In the God story, he chooses the ones, often the ones that are least recognized, right? The women, the outcasts, the people that maybe in this, in this time and age didn't really mean much in society. He chooses them to be the first to actually know that he is risen, to go and tell it to the other people, right? He uses the, or he invites the young ruler like Robert shared, who actually declined him, but you know. <laughs> It's actually someone that had, lots, had a lot, was recognized. He still invites them, okay? It's for everyone. Everyone in the story. Everyone's invited into the story. Even the thief on the cross hanging next to Jesus. He says to him, you know, today you're going to be, take part of paradise with me. Impact is for everyone and anyone. And is to everyone. Jesus just... Just think about the story when Judas was betraying Jesus in the garden and there were soldiers trying to arrest Jesus. And Jesus is in this moment, one of his disciples, his disciples get so upset and cuts the ear off one of the soldiers. And Jesus still, still heals him. The enemy, he heals the enemy. How crazy is that, right? So his impact, impact, significant impact, life-altering impact is for everyone and it is to everyone. Yeah? So I believe that we can be a community, a church community, a family that can actually take this, what we see, the example of Jesus and become that in this world. Yeah? That we are not putting conditions on our serving. We're not putting conditions on, okay, you do me well, I will do you well. No, Jesus did not put condition, conditions on us, accepting us, amen. It's not about the most gifted or the most seen. It's not about, you know, the ones with the most talents. <laughs> It's about a willingness in our hearts. It's about a spirit of thankfulness and gratitude and servanthood. It's simply about giving without strings attached. And I believe this is, what our city needs so badly, our society needs so badly. 
right? We just want to follow Jesus' example. And I just want to read one more passage of scripture, also quite well known. And there's a lot in this. And actually, it's in Jeremiah 29, verse 4 to 7. And it's to the to the uh, Jews that were in exile, okay? They were in a different country. They were in a difficult situation. They were in bondage. And this is what the prophet, so God speaks through the prophet. And he says that, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons. Give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you will too prosper. And I love this last part. Pray for it. Pray to the Lord. You know, even if you're in a difficult situation, in, these guys were in not their homeland, in exile, not where they thought they belong. And I'm sure, you know, we have lovely friends from Ukraine here. They're not where they belong, but they're here. And I believe that they have a purpose here, even though it's difficult. And you and me the same. Berlin might not be our home, but we're here for a reason. And I love it that God actually includes all of us into that, all of us into the story. He says, pray for it. Everyone can pray. You can pray. I can pray. We can pray for our city. <clears throat> We can pray. Everyone can pray. Everyone can seek peace. Everyone can seek peace in your neighborhood with your neighbors. I don't know, maybe the annoying neighbor that just has loud music on in the evenings. I don't know with your colleagues at work, the one that, you know, passed you by in your promotion, I don't know. We can seek peace in your family and everyone can seek the prosperity of the city. Simply meaning, be good at your job, you know? Be good at what you do. Do something for the well-being of your city, of your workplace, of the marketplace that you're in. Everything we do, as a church, hopefully, has an impact on the well-being of our city. And I love it. It's when we, when we as individuals take this on, we as a church will actually have an impact, right? And that's what I want to be part of. I don't want to just come here on Sunday, listen to something, go back to my normal life, and okay, that was good. I want to have an impact. I want to be part of a community that really makes a difference in this world through the little things. Okay, number three, point three, what are we going to impact with and what are we going to imprint into our world? Do we actually know the message? Do we actually know what we carry? Do we actually know what the world needs from us? It's a good question to ask, right? Because again, we can go through the motion but we actually don't realize how much we actually have been given to pass on. And I believe simply the message is Jesus and the gospel. As simple as that. It's not going to get any more complicated, okay? Jesus and the gospel. But I want to ask you, have you first applied Jesus and the gospel to your own life? Have I applied it to my life? Have I applied it to my life today so that I'm strengthened for the week? And then I'm going to ask myself, 
who can I minister to with Jesus and the gospel? Because it is Jesus that is anointed to break, you know, to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom to the captive, sight to the blind, setting the oppressed free, proclaiming God's favor, like we read in Luke 4 verse 18. It's Jesus that we carry. Jesus is our message. He's the one that is anointed. He's gonna, he's gonna break the yoke, amen? Because this is not a message about we needing to be the heroes or we needing to really work really hard so we impact the city. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is let's realize the message that we have, the person of Jesus Christ that is in us, that lives in us, that we carry the power that is in that name, in that person, Jesus, that he's given you and me to carry. You know, God gave us Jesus to make the invisible God visible. Okay, when Jesus was alive, he made the invisible God visible to the people around him. And then Jesus went back to heaven and he promised us the Holy Spirit again to make the invisible Jesus visible so that we would work together in partnership with him to actually make the invisible God visible to our people, to our society, to our world. That's how it works. So it, it includes you. It includes you. And what does the world need from us? Right now in this season, especially in this time, the world needs us to make disciples, to make Christ follow us. Okay? Not to just have a little uh, gathering here and be satisfied with it, but actually to help deal with spiritual poverty in the people around us. Not Bible bashing people, not, you know, you know, doing stupid stuff, <laughs> but simply committing our lives, ourselves, to actually continuing to grow, continuing to follow Jesus, continuing to become a community, to continue to actually exactly put the Jesus off from the wall, from the picture of the wall and put him in the room, okay? That's what we're committing to. That's what it's all about. And the rest is a fruit of it. But this is what our need, world needs from us right now in these life-altering seasons and times. Not for us to just, you know, relax and go on the back seat, but for us to realize that we carry Jesus. We carry the person of Jesus. Everything that is invested into this, this person. All right? And I believe that people that have been dealt with, that have dealt with spiritual poverty are actually able to deal with physical poverty, okay? I believe if we want to see a real change in the people's lives, it starts with, are you good with Jesus? And can I help other people to become, have peace with Jesus? And then I'm in a place where I can actually serve without strings attached, amen? And we can keep committing to building a healthy local church that provides these saved and called people into our society. Amen. So I want to encourage us as a church, and I know there's a lot of new people, and I just want to, I hope that you hear the spirit that I'm giving to you. Okay? We have an opportunity for this next season, the summer, even these um, three, four more weeks that we're here in this venue, we have an opportunity to actually move forward, to make Christ followers, to represent Jesus in a way that is attractive. Yeah. I believe if we become a 
community of significant impact. It's not about promoting ourselves, not about promoting what we've done, our achievements, or thinking that we are the heroes. It's about letting the love of Christ collide, impact like a car crashing, you know, full on impact into our life, into our heart. And out of that, we serve wherever we are, whoever we come in contact with, okay? With wisdom, <laughs> but not with strings attached. I believe everyone here, from the back row, falling asleep to the front row, <laughs> um, you know, we all are included in this plan. We all are included. Doesn't matter if we have little or much, if we've been a Christian for one day or for 20 years, does not matter. I believe a smile can be just a smile or it can give room to the Holy Spirit to move. A kind gesture can be pleasant, spitting there, <laughs> can be pleasant or can actually give way to a God encounter. Can you believe, can we believe for this week, whatever we do, whoever we interact with, that actually can make a way for the Holy Spirit, make a way for God to bring healing, to bring restoration, to bring faith, to bring encouragement, to bring kindness. Because that is who Jesus is. That's who we carry, right? So just in closing, how can we achieve all of this again? <laughs> Let's make a decision that Jesus still impacts our life. That he is allowed to impact our life. Amen. Make a decision and just ask him, Jesus, help me. Help me to be open. Help me. I need you. I need you to impact me. Like, like I haven't, you know, felt in a long time. Second, count yourself in. Count yourself into the mission, okay? You are not a spectator. You're not someone coming here maybe to visit once, twice, three, four times, and then, you know, we'll see. No, you are counted into the mission, into the God story. You're not a visiting Christian. You are part of a family. You belong. You belong to God's family. You belong here. So count yourself in that he wants to use you and know what it is that we want to actually leave with our world, impact our world with Jesus and the gospel. Amen.